Action Park Media. All right, we are back. This is Flashbacks. I'm Jessica Hall. And today, my co-host is... Do you want to introduce yourself, or do you want me to give you this, like, really good intro? Pump me up. Shoot, I knew you were going to say that. I don't really (laughs) even know where to start with you. We're personal friends. We've been friends for a long time, but you have had such a longevity in TV, uh, reality TV, to... I mean, you do everything. How how do you want me to describe you? (laughs) I'm your bestest, goodest friend in the entire world. Is goodest a word? It's my word. But is it a word? I think so. Mm, okay. Cheers. Cheers to that. My name's Diana Stagliano, and I'm your co-host today. Yes, and we are cheersing to Rosé, by the way. Um, it is It is a it's Saturday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, surely. You know, it, do we even have to say that anymore? It's It's been a year. Let's, let's cheers to Rosé. Cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's just us sipping. Sorry, guys. Oh, man. Um, all right. So we are just going to jump jump to it Deanna you and I were traveling here together we are practically neighbors so we decided to carpool today and as we were going down you know the streets of Hollywood and passing Sunset Boulevard I was on my phone doing some work but you were reminiscing about certain places that you've been to that you used to work at the kind of people you'd see the celebs this and that uh let's you know a lot has changed in the time of you and I when we were both on TV I think we're on TV pretty much the same time maybe a little earlier than me when was your season of the bachelorette so I was on I think 13 years ago so was I it am, 13 years ago I am old I am old I'll be 40 this year this year. Okay. I know. So I, I was on The Bachelor, I believe, 13 years ago, then The Bachelorette shortly thereafter. So somewhere within the realm of 12 to 13 years ago. But okay. I didn't move to Los Angeles until maybe 11 or 12 years ago. That's not that long ago. You're it's acting really... like this is so long. It's not. That's still like late 2000s. Oh, I no, totally wait. agree. <laughs> no, no. You know what I You're mean. right. Yeah. 2011 is when I got married. But I absolutely agree with what you're saying that it was not that long ago. But here's the thing. I feel like so much has happened in a decade, not just with me and who I am, but the way life has changed in general. Yeah. Meaning when I moved here, I had this lucrative TV career. I mean, look at me. You were uh, on every... I mean, we weren't <laughs> friends then. Well, we didn't know each other. It's, we totally would have been friends if we knew each other. But at the time, I mean, you were on every cover of People Magazine, Us Weekly. I mean, the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, it's still big. But I mean, it was, I think, huge back then. I think it was. And I think, I think it helped me in many ways. But... Looking from the outside in, you would look at it like that. It was this big career. Like, look at me. I'm on the cover of this magazine. I'm going to this party. I'm doing these things. I'm hosting these shows. But I was broke and I was poor okay. and I was unhappy and I was living in a small studio apartment in Sherman Oaks and I was bartending in Hollywood just to make ends meet okay, while this- still paying my mortgage in Georgia. This makes me happy that you touch on that. A lot of people like they want you to think that, you know, they are in this magazine. They're going to this party. They're this. They're living this life of, you know, riches and famous and money. And it's no, it's not that. And I'm so glad you said that. It's not just empty. But what you just said, you're broke. I when I first did TV, I thought my whole world was going to change. I'm, you know, 
getting in the magazines. Uh, people are writing about me. There's paparazzi. I mean, this is awesome. No, absolutely not. And I think the people that are not in the L.A. area, maybe more the Midwest South, they're looking in, probably thinking we haven't made. We are making so much money. We have everything handed to us, which could not be further from the truth. Not that things weren't handed to us. Okay, but just we got some free shit. <laughs> I know. Still to this day, I get more messages of people who have this almost imaginative view of who they think I am and the life that I live, like the amount of people who message me and say, oh, you must be so filthy rich. No, no. I mean, we're truly blessed. We really are. But like we budget and we have savings accounts and we live a very normal life. I drive a Mazda, for God's sakes. Like, Mm -hmm. I think people have this weird, skewed view of what they think you are. If you have been on television, if you have done any kind of job in Hollywood, they think you're a Immediately rich, and that's not really the case. Like, not the ca- honestly, majority ninety nine percent of the time, it's not the case. No, I mean, we literally were pinching pennies probably up until like two years ago, pinching pennies and saving to where it needed to go, just so that we can like live in a home and send our kids to a good school. That's L.A. County, not a private school. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I know exactly what you're saying, but. I, I love how honest you're being about that because you don't you don't care. You're telling everybody, here's the deal. Here's the truth. This is not what it seems to be. I get that to this day. And it's not where they think you're rich or this, but they just think your life's easier because mm-hmm. you have the if you Google, which someone actually told me to look myself up and I, I never Google myself. <laughs> don't do it. I, I never so do many pictures of you with no clothes on. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. She's my friend. Oh, my gosh. Those, I can't even find those. So you're like really digging deep, which is a little scary. Um, yeah. I like you a lot. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, that I don't mind. Honestly, now I look back at that and I'm like, dang, I, I look good. Yeah. You know, now I'm yeah. in my look late at everything. 30s. It's high and tight. Yes. So I'm actually very grateful that I can still like look back and I was like, at least I got paid for that. These girls are putting that out for nothing. <laughs> but I did see. That it said my net worth was $20 million oh, on one it. site, net whatever. And I laughed so hard. And I go, who wrote this? And where do they even get that number? And how do you think that is the case by any means? It's just everything you see, you can find whatever you want. I, I do think that. I think if you're looking for something, you're kind of manifesting, you're going to you're gonna find it. And I think that someone may have uh, did. I don't even know where would they get that number. Because you read other sites, it's like definitely not even not remotely like close whatsoever what I my think net more, worth is the more baffling piece is that people are assuming what your net worth is i'm like you really think my tits were worth that much money thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i had to say something <laughs> oh my god but it's but you know i did i did deal or no deal but i was an alternate you know i was on two and a half men a few times but a very small role which is union and doesn't pay you anything no. but it's just so funny that people and it says like you know what i've done in my career and uh you know, I am very grateful for everything that I have done. Like I did a Q&A the other day on Instagram and I said, hey, ask me anything. And I have some amazing followers and the questions. I mean, they were great. But a lot of people asked like, you know, a f- few things about my Playboy past, which you probably saw me laugh about when someone asked if I would pose again. And I literally said that ship has sailed, <laughs> like very, very sailed. Like really These far girls away. don't like, look I think as good drown. as they I used to. Drown. No, just no, no. It's just a different time in your life. Even if I looked really good, I, I just don't think I would do that. Um, but it was people were asking questions just about doing this and doing just about your past. And it was like, everyone just is so 
nowadays just they're open-minded and it's really nice to kind of just talk to them and just talk about your past And that's what we do here on flashbacks we get to reminisce about the good old days bad days whatever the truth of reality tv but where i did start with this conversation is i want to talk about some of the bartending jobs that you had on sunset boulevard <laughs> because that was what we passed what you saw what you were kind of like oh, i remember when we snuck this celebrity in or when we did this and yeah, I mean, it is a world that a lot of people don't really know about. So can you give us any side scoop, juice? I don't know. What was it like bartending in a big tons Hollywood of, club? Tons of juice? Tons of juice. Okay. My what mistake. do the kids call it these days? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, we're I not think that cool. Stop <laughs> right, trying not that to be cool. cool. We're old moms. Like, it's all yeah. right. We're like midday drinking our uh, wine. So um, it's, fine. It's, it's 1242. Before I went on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I was a real estate agent, but I was a struggling real estate agent, and I was a bartender before that. So I was a bartender for 13 years. I have worked on every level of a restaurant that you could possibly imagine, and I believe that's what made me a good service industry employee. So when I moved to Hollywood... I tried to get a bartending job because I knew that I was a great bartender. I knew that I could do really well. But here's the thing about Hollywood. Unless you're like young and cute and thin, that's pretty much all they care about. They don't care about what a great bartender you are and how much Um, you can ring in one hour. I got hired as a bartender at 21 with zero skill or background and never served a drink in my life. See? Mm -hmm. Prime example. So you're calling me skinny? Prime example. You're so skinny. (laughs) You're so skinny. But I'm not going to lie. I was a super talented bartender. Like I could flip bottles and I could pour drinks and I could ring higher than most anyone at any club. I could blow fire that would reach from like this part of the room to like the window. Wait, did you just say you could blow fire? I did. I I might have burned my esophagus. Did you get extra tips for that? Like people really liked me. Okay, I get it. Okay. I've been known. You did own your own house at a very early age. I did. I did. I bought my first house at uh, 24. Four. So I've been known to like dance on a bar top or two okay, in my day. I, I didn't get paid for it though. In my day. <laughs> in my day. So when I moved to Hollywood, it helped that I had been on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette when I moved to this area. I Wait, knew somebody. So you were The Bachelor, Bachelorette living in Atlanta at the time? Yes. So I went oh. on The Bachelor. I did The Bachelor. I didn't know you didn't live here during that. Oh, yeah. I went back home. I owned my house in yeah, Atlanta. So once I was yeah. done with the show, it ended drastically. You went back to like real life. My Bachelor chose no one. I went back to real life and I worked in the bar in my hometown and I sold real estate. And then about four months later, I went on to be The Bachelorette, which was fine. I still continued to bartend up until that time. I sold real estate and then I went to be The Bachelorette. And when I came home from being the bachelorette, I couldn't sell a house to save my life. You would think the opposite. You totally would, except for I just had weird people who would like leave voicemails at my office and they would make Mm. appointments to see houses. But they didn't really want to buy a house. They just wanted to hang out with me for the day. Okay, that sounds unsafe on so many levels. So then it got to the point where I couldn't sell a house because I had to take another agent with me. So then my commission was split in half. And where I lived in Georgia, like houses were like $150,000, $200,000. So think about 6% of that and then split in half. I was like barely making any money. Oh, I see. Okay. yeah, And much to, we've talked about this before, when I was in with Stacy, I did not get paid to be the bachelorette. That is insane. That is when I, that blew my mind. I see. I'm one of those people that sat back and thought, oh, my gosh, they must be getting paid so much money. I think they do. Don't they get me do wrong, now? Jessica. Yeah, I just think that I was truly I think that I was truly naive 
And I had that mindset that like the producers really had my best interests at heart and not that Wait, they, you thought they had the best, your best interests. You thought the producers did. Yeah. Oh, and not that they cute. didn't like me. <laughs> it's but not like that. the hard lesson for me was first and foremost, they were producing a television show. Yeah. And I was stupid not to ask to get paid. Stupid. But hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and I think if you look at it, I was genuine in what I wanted. I went on the show for the right reasons. And I think if I was being paid $300,000, you might question that. Yeah. But I really went on for the right reasons. I went on for the fairy tale ending and oh, to find someone that you're so cute. So you wanted to like find love on national TV with men that you've really never even met in your life that would just come on there and compete for you. But look at me. Yes. But I a big, strong believer. And I said that in my Q&A the other day that everything I think we have done in our past has led us to where we are today. And there is no other place that I'd ever want to be where I am right now. And regardless if it was <laughs> you on The Bachelorette, me posing for Playboy, uh, you know, there has been so much in our past. But I do think that and it hasn't always been easy. Some some stuff's been a blast. Don't get me wrong. I lived in my well, 20s. And you know my story. Yes. Had I not done The Bachelor and not done The Bachelorette, I would have not ultimately met Stephen. Which is your husband. Right. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, I met... In the circle of the show, because his identical twin brother was on a different episode than mine. But still with the whole Bachelor franchise. Right. He was. Right. Right. So people know him from the show. But had I not gone on the show altogether, I wouldn't have met Stephen. And I I truly believe that this was the plan that the Lord had for me. This is where I am supposed to be. Yes. This is my story. And had I not done the show and I'd not done it for the right reasons, I might not be here today. Well, we probably wouldn't have known each other. See? And look at us. Yeah. I'm trying to look at all the positive side and bring myself back into the story. Um, and the story is that I ended up with a bartending job in Hollywood and I was I was working at a club um, on Hollywood and Vine. And we passed that coming on the way here today. H. Wood. H. Wood. Yes. yes. I yes. remember H. Wood. They ended up opening up. I don't remember much of my 20s, but uh, well, I do remember being there. I'm telling you, there was so much that I learned in that period of time. And I thought I knew a lot. But, but bartending in Hollywood is a totally different animal, really, I think. Because whereas I worked in Atlanta and I worked in Noonan, Georgia, where I'm from, like people would just come in and get like a Jack and Coke and they'd hang out for a few hours and they'd go home. And like Hollywood was like bartending here was the who's who of of people who could get into a club. Not everyone could get in. Oh, gosh, no. Was that news to you? Like when you first came here? I was like, why? Yeah, wait in line and come in. Stand in line in Hollywood back in the, I would say mid 2000s, like 2004, 5, 6, 7 was just out of control. Wait all night and sometimes not even get in. Like the best example is Nine at the Roxbury. Remember that movie? How they would stand in line, the clubs closed. It's like, okay, go home. Oh, we'll try again next night. And it is. It's like, who's who? No one's even like dancing, having a really good time. I remember the first time I went to a club. I was dancing like crazy. I was drinking. And my friend's like, no, no, Jessica, stop. You're getting like a little sloppy. We don't do that. (laughs) And I go, what do we do? We sit here and sip on this champagne that some guy bought us sitting in a booth and knocking our heads down or back and forth or whatever, kind of dancing, but not really. I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah. You can't hear each other. You're just staring at who's coming in. What are they doing? What are they wearing? Who are they with? Or, Or I think about that period of time when I worked in a club like that. I have never felt so... So like in vain, you know what I'm saying? It didn't matter who you were or the amount of money that you had to come in. Well, I guess it kind of did because then you could buy a table and bottle service. Yes, but that's besides and the point. by the way, for people that don't really know, the bottle service here is probably a lot different in other places. But L.A., I think the cheapest bottle service table three thousand dollars. I was gonna say thirty five hundred. 
Yeah. And it's the dude who's coming in who can bring in 13 hot chicks. Yeah, like, you can't even come guy. with dudes, though. That's, you can buy a but table, but you can't can bring 13 in. guys. Yeah, the one guy can. The one guy can come in with 13 yes. hot girls mm-hmm. and end up at a table, bottle service, and he'll buy two bottles, and that's 7000 bucks, right? Like, yeah. they're in for the night. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's the attraction for the evening. I remember this period of my life, bartending in Hollywood, and being, it was probably the lowest point of my life. I truly hated working in Hollywood. I hated who it made me. I hated how I felt. I hated the whole scene because every bit of this is so beyond who I am and and my character. Like, stand in line, only pretty girls get in. You have to hang out with dudes who have money to get in. Like, that's, I'm a super independent, like, person. I would never rely on someone else, like, to sit at someone's table because they thought I was pretty and drink off their bottle. Like, that's not who I am. I'll buy my own drinks. Yeah, I'll buy my own drinks. Thank you very much. But it was cute. I mean, that went on for years here. It still does. Oh, it does. There's still clubs? I mean, I think... (laughs) I think. And that's really... I wouldn't know. Truly the sad part. The other piece is like being in L.A. and in Hollywood and working in that period of time and seeing the amount of young actors coming into the club, mm-hmm. that also put things into perspective for me. And Meaning I felt, what? I just felt really bad seeing some of these young actors and actresses coming in. I mean, Miley Cyrus came in and she was probably 16 years old and yeah. she was on top of a piano bent over dancing. And I thought... I think I've seen those pictures. Her whole youth is being stolen from her. You know, yeah. she's 16. At 16, she should not be in a club dancing on top of a piano with her her butt in the air. Like, that's just not the way it should be. Yeah. Like and I just remember... Up, or she's been an actress in, in the industry. I mean, for Since she dad, was a child. And then knowing it from her, she probably doesn't know any different. No, and I, I just remember thinking, like, I felt really bad for her. That her, probably her whole youth was stolen. And at that point when she's 16, she should be at home watching, like... Movies with her friends. Yeah, the Babysitter's Club. You know, I just remember feeling really bad for her. Like Lindsay Lohan coming in with her friends and and they would ask us to leave the club open until like six in the morning. We'd make no extra money because they were getting free drinks because they could say Lindsay Lohan was in our club. So it was a new hot spot. Oh, yeah. And the press from that. Yeah, there'd be six people in the club and they'd be wasted. And I just remember feeling really bad for them. It just it gave me a really jaded perspective and view on what Hollywood truly was. You know, when my husband first came to L.A., uh, he did not live here when I met him. Eventually, he ended up staying here because he met me. But he had this whole idea coming from Minnesota, going to Hollywood Boulevard, that there was going to be, you know, the stars on the ground uh, walking into celebrities. It's all going to be like crazy cool and clean. And uh, he had no idea what to expect. But actually, no, what I'm saying, he expected that. He came here and was just shocked. He goes, that's Hollywood? And I I mean... I've been here for so long. I, I love so many parts of it. Um, I really do. But I, I think I can take the good with the bad. And I have a I have a good balance of L.A., I guess you could say. But there are some great parts to it. But yes, definitely. I look back at some of the stuff that I endured, what people said. None of that would fly today. Yeah. None. The way men would talk to, you know, girls. I'm not going to say women because we were literally so young. Girls. It's, we were children. Yes. It was insane to think about. And now I'm like, you guys have it. I don't want to say easy, but it just no one would allow certain things to be said now because it's just it's not OK. I think that's a beautiful thing of our drive in today. Right. I, You know, we're driving in today and, and you're working. We're looking at pictures of our children. We're talking about 
life and, and, cl- and our husbands and the schedules and all of these things that we have going on. I, I think when you look at things in perspective, we're coming in from where we live, which is outside of the city limits of Hollywood. Thank yeah. God. Right. We're driving in today and even coming in and looking at the city differently. You and I are different. Right. I mean, we know each other now in our adulthood. I'll be 40 this year and I have no shame in that. I have so much pride in telling people that I love who I am today. I am more secure as a woman, as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a as a mom, as a wife, as just like this person. I feel more secure and more powerful in who I am today versus that that girl who drove in here 10 years ago to go to work every Thursday, Friday and Saturday night, you know, dressed in the tiny top and the tightest jeans so that she could make $300 that night like I don't miss that at all. I don't envy that. But just even the drive coming in here today, feeling so different coming into the city and looking at the city and having a different perspective, it feels really good to me. Like, do you not agree? I do. And for those listening, uh, uh, Deanna and I still live in L.A. County. We're Mm -hmm. just on the outskirts of it, so more suburbia. So driving into the city, this is what we call L.A. now. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to, you know, because we're so old, you know, I know it does sound like that, but it it has changed so much. And there are definitely, like I said, parts that I love parts. I don't want to say I miss because I still get a little taste of it here and there, especially coming and do the podcast or, you know, I still have so many good friends out here that live here. So it's like, you know, meeting them for dinner or drinks. And I think it's so safe to say that our life is very different. Oh, yes. What, the joy that L.A. brought I know, us when I we mean, first the mansion's moved. done. Right? I mean, it's a sad day. <laughs> it's a sad day. No, honestly, I will say for me, you're talking about your certain things that you miss or that you feel like I, I'll never forget the last time I went up to the mansion and I was pregnant with my daughter and I had no idea that would be the last time. Yeah. And I was up there and it's more of, I mean, people have their own perspective of what they actually think that place is, but it, it, it became kind of a family. There was a bunch of older couples that I befriended throughout the years that treated Kyle so well, treated me well. And it was not a big party. Like everyone likes to think, yes, there were some, yes, they were legendary and amazing. I'm so glad I got to experience that. But the last time I went up there, I just remember thinking, all all right, you know, just I really enjoyed myself. I had a good time. And then um, a few short years later have passed and the mansion was sold and it's never going to happen again. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day and I was actually bummed, but then happy because I definitely lived in the, the, the moments. I was able to have the best time. Kyle was always there with me. I brought every family member up there and I never... I look back, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said no to this, or I should have took more photos, or I should have, I didn't, I was living in the moment. So there was no social media really back then. So I wasn't trying to get it on my Instagram stories, nothing, (laughs) nothing. So my memories are literally my memories. I don't have like tangible things to really look back, except for obviously my, you know, but uh, other than that, I had so much fun. I have no regrets. And one of the questions on the Q&As that were asked me the other day was, you know, do you, what do you miss? And it's like, I don't because I feel like I lived it. I did it. I had the best time. And then life just happened the way it's supposed to and the timing. And it just was, it's going to be a beautiful memory that I'll always like have. And not many people do have those memories yeah. like that, clearly. Yeah. I don't think but, as a um, friend, someone who's looking on the outside in, you have only ever said wonderful things about oh, yeah. everyone who my was at the mansion. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Hef, the way that he accepted you and Kyle, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To to welcome you guys. He in. loves love. And yeah. that's the thing that people didn't realize. He didn't want all these girls just hanging around him all day. It wasn't me, me, me. He was literally like, I have 
who I'm with, and you know, may have been multiple women, but those were legit relationships. For uh, he wouldn't allow girls to bring their boyfriends or a date or this or that. He was like, no, if you are serious about this person, and you go and talk to him. I remember talking about Kyle. I was like, okay, you know, he's my boyfriend, but I, you know, he's because he wasn't big on boyfriends coming. It was more of like more serious relationships. And I told him, and Kyle went up there, and they just hit it off, and Kyle had so much respect for him, his How home. How could you not? Because Kyle's awesome. 100% true. But he was welcomed back every single time I was. And I that, that said a lot. But that says a lot about Hef, too. He's a very secure man. And, you know, I, I was talking to Heather Ray Young the other day, and things come back full circle. And this past Christmas, I get a Christmas card from his son, you know, Cooper Hefner and his new baby. And it's like, wow, you were just like a kid hanging out up there when I was hanging out there. But honestly, I was kind of a kid. I was young. But it was just a great kind of like moment when I opened that Christmas card up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I think that's the really beautiful thing about being in Los Angeles. It is a city of dreams, hopes and dreams, right? There, There's so much vibrance here. There's so much just culture and everything that goes along with Los Angeles. But I think everyone takes away their own experience and their own journey here. And we yeah. all make that what it is. Meaning I never moved here to be this <laughs> bartender who was going to work in the city and clubs forever and, and feed celebrities their cocktails. Like that was not <laughs> my hopes and dreams. You know what I'm saying? But the life that I have built here and the life that I have now and the journey that has become my life, right? My husband, my kids, my career, the things that I want to do, there is, there's just so much that we are able to do here. No one looks at us like, okay, well, you're a flight attendant. You're only allowed to be a flight attendant. In other no. places of the world, if I still lived in Georgia, they'd be like, okay, well, that's your job. That's what you have to do. You have to go be a flight attendant. Then you have to come home and you have to be a wife and a mother. Like, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And here, I don't feel like that. I'm allowed to be a flight attendant. That is my job. And then I'm also allowed to come home and I'm allowed to be a wife and a mother and I'm allowed to aspire to do podcasts and Instagram and television shows and produce things that I That's really want to do. I'm allowed point. to have that artistic ability, mm -hmm. whereas it's not as accepted in other places where I feel like I probably wouldn't belong. That's a great, great point. I never even thought about it that way, but you're right. It's when someone asks me, what do you do? Huh. That's Seven like the hardest things. lotus question for me ever. I go, well, you know, I do this, this, oh, oh, and that sometimes. And and it's funny because I don't have one job title, but I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that I can do it all. I love that there's people that uplift you here. I love the support that I have with my friends and my family. And it does. It, it feels it feels good. And I'm not going to lie. There are some days when I sit back and reminisce about those carefree days mm. at the Playboy Mansion running around on Sunday fun day. That's and what a like bikini. Call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. Clearly when days. it still fit. I miss those days. <laughs> but it was like, wow. And it's it's just nice. I always smile. I always think about it. I don't have any bad memories. Um, if I do, I probably just drank too much and forgot about them. But uh, <laughs> it was honestly, it, it's great. It's 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 life. You know, it's just each chapter and um, just embracing it all and taking it, you know, as it is and just. Yeah. Now it I'm reminiscing. Is. You see that? I'm like going back thinking yeah, about you it. Are. But it was just, it was I'm fun. reminiscing about my body when I used to could wear a bikini and it was okay. You know what makes me mad is when I think back then when I thought that it didn't you look You thought good. you were fat. Oh, I remember what? thinking back in the day, I look at pictures when I was like 21 or even when I was on The oh. Bachelor. I remember yeah. some of the opening scenes for The Bachelorette. They wanted me to put on a bikini and come out of the hot tub and like flip my hair. And I was super uncomfortable. 
I have always been one of those people that like I love my body. Uh, I've never been a super skinny kind of a girl who was not curvy, but I've always been really secure in who I was. Yeah. Big booty. I'm all right with that. Small waist. So fine. But I remember when we were shooting some of the opening scenes for The Bachelorette, they wanted me to put on this itty bitty tiny bikini and get in a hot tub and kind of flip my hair upside down to where it looked like a a, a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A lot of people get that photos on Instagram. I was so uncomfortable with that, Jessica. Even being a secure human being, I, this feels over-sexualized, and I don't want this to be the image that people think of me, that this sexual image of me being in a hot tub, in a bikini, and this is who you should think I am, because that's not who I am. But then also I look back and I'm like, damn, girl, yeah, that bikini looked good on yeah, you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't mind any of my photos when I look back. Some of them I do, and I'm like, oh. But other than that, I'm like, ah pretty proud of those photos. I have a similar situation when I was on reality TV. I had to film a scene based around Playboy. It was with Kendra. And all the playmates that don't have kids were in a jacuzzi, oh. like a hot tub. And they go, Kevin Burns, rest his soul. He um, asked me to, he's like, okay, you need to get a swimsuit. And you're kind of upset because, you know, it clearly doesn't fit the one that they let you borrow. And I go, well, it doesn't. And he goes, <laughs> well, Go in. Like, this is your scene. And you know how it's like, okay, all right. And it was all real. It was reality TV. And this was definitely real. I go there. The girls couldn't help but laugh. You're and probably, your boobs are so big and full of milk that, like, that's where I'm nothing going. would I'm fit. I'm not done. So I just, I only had Sophie at the time, my first child. And I still looked, I mean, after one, I, I still look pretty good. And... I put this swimsuit on. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like juggling my, literally my jugs, like trying to pull them up fit. And I was like, what is going on? When I went into the hot tub with this little triangle bikini that barely covered my nipples, all the girls looked at me and just were, I mean, their mouths just dropped because they were, I mean, I had Fs. Like, well, they probably paid for boobs like that. <laughs> no, they're not cute. These weren't the cute kind of boobs, guys. These were not cute. So I got in there and I was just like, screw it. I get in. I'm like, I'm probably leaking. It is what it is. Like, I didn't even care at that moment. And luckily, that whole scene was cut, maybe because my boobs probably took up the entire screen. But it was still like one of those moments that, all right, whatever. It is what it is. This is my reality. This is my life. And, you know, if those girls ever one day decide to get pregnant, they will understand. They will go back to that that moment and be like, I remember when Jessica was like a little insecure, clearly, you know, coming in with one big, one not, because one may have produced more. I don't know. It was just a mess. And I don't know how we're talking about this. But um, this has been a great show with you, Deanna. I think this might have been the most reminiscing I've done to date on this show. So uh, I love that you and I have these past in Hollywood, the past in reality TV. And I love the fact that we got to ride in here together and look at this city, one that we love so much that that, that took care of us when we were children, right? Children, that's Pretty what much, we were, yeah. right? And here we are, moms, entrepreneurs, wives, yeah, no, we're, we're these we're these women that are in our late thirties drinking wine, drinking podcast, wine before one about the good old days. <laughs> That's what it is. Call it what it is, Diana. Call it what it is. It is what it is. I've had the best time, and you know what? I think that I'd like to come back and co-host again. Like, yeah, this would nothing would make me happier. You know what? The fact we can ride here, and I have a I have a driver, <laughs> which I'm is in. me. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. So, all cheers. right, you guys, cheers. I'm Jessica Hall, and I'm Diana Stagliano. Mm-hmm. 